everybody. So I am in the middle of moving and doing a bunch of crazy things right now. So I wanted to sit down and record something that I had like ready to roll. There are other things that I have an idea to record for other podcasts, but um, book podcasts are usually the easiest because I know, you know, exactly what I want to say and I have everything pretty much laid out and I've already done the work and whatever. Um, Versus like when I want to do a podcast about a show, I have to watch the show. When I want to do the podcast with someone, I need to be able to talk to them and things like that. So um, this is an easy one that I could record by myself. So in the middle of all this chaos, I was able to sit down and do this. Um, The dogs are not here. So that gave me um, a little bit of an advantage in recording. It was kind of weird. I still found myself like... um, not wanting to move because that's something when I'm recording a podcast with the dogs I try to move as little as possible because if I move then they move and they are excited and they want to come over and um every single movement is like an alert and it's like an okay for them to come over so um I was still trying to move as little as possible I was still recording in little snippets and I was still just like doing all the things I normally do I was like every time I could hear a dog out in the hallway I was like on edge that the dogs were gonna bark or they were gonna hear it or you know whatever I could hear the jingle of collars and things outside and I was like waiting and then I was like oh wait a minute they're not here never mind um Tommy's still here. There was a cough that I was able to edit out of the situation. So Tommy was being a good husband as always and watching something on his phone and keeping to himself so that I could sit down and do this. But I figured that this would be something easy that I could sit down and I could record. And um, this is something I've actually tried to record before and I didn't really like it. And I felt like I rambled and I know I rambled in this one, but it's just what I do. But I think, um, I think before I talked about every single book that I read and this time I didn't do that. I, I probably talked about most of them to be completely honest, but I didn't talk about every single book. My goal for 2019 was to read 70 books. So I've always had a goal and it's just increased over the years. And so in the year of 2019, it was 70 books and I read 74. Last year was the first time I hit my goal and that was very exciting. My goal this year is 100 books and I think I'm already at like 60 something. So I'm pretty confident I'll be able to hit my goal. Although the last two months have been kind of rough. So this month especially, woof. But I'm pretty confident I'll be able to hit my goal. And it was very exciting to be able to not only hit my goal, but then go over it by a couple books. So um, yeah, so I read 74 books and I talk about a large majority of them. The ones I liked, the ones I didn't like and all of the above. So I have these kind of arranged in a hodgepodge sort of order that doesn't exactly make sense, but it made sense in my brain when I was organizing them. Um, I have like all like series type books first. So the first series is the To All the Boys I Loved Before series by Jenny Han. I read these for the first time last year and I loved them. And then I read them again at the beginning of this year and I'm sure I'll read them again next year. And like, I'm just going to keep rereading them because they're just so sweet, so easy, so quick, so fast. Like they're just everything that you want in like a little cute love story book series. It's, it's adorable. And there will be another movie that comes out next year. So it'll be the perfect time to reread them just every February. Put me in that mood and just like keep it coming. And I just like, I don't know. I don't know why it took me so long to read them. Um, I also have, I read the 
first book in the Summer I Turned Pretty series by Jenny Han as well. I remember I would check those books out from the library like constantly and I never read them and I don't know why. I guess I was just like reading other things. I don't know. I think that's a testament because I think that those books probably would have been really good and right up my alley. I read the first one last year as well and I liked it. Not as much as the To All the Boys I Loved Before series, but I definitely liked it. Um, but then there are two other books and I still haven't read them. I haven't even like attempted to read them. I haven't even checked them out from the library, put a hold, nothing. So that's something I need to finish up is to read the rest of that series. But I definitely think To All the Boys I Loved Before is way, way, way better. But still like the Summer I Turned Pretty series is still good, like thus far, book one. Um, but definitely if you haven't read To All the Boys I Loved Before, like, I don't know what you're doing. Like stop what you're doing go read them come back they're just so sweet and so good and um an easy way to like read three books in a row like I don't know they're just really good um another series I read I think I read the first book in the series in 2018 but I read two more books in the um Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard I don't like this series but after rereading The Hunger Games, I kind of feel like I should read the series over again and give it another shot. Um, I listened to them on audiobooks, I think is how I, I, yeah, I think I listened to all three of them on audiobooks. And um, they're basically like a hybrid of Divergent and The Hunger Games and things like that. Like, all of these people have different kinds of powers and she has a power and then there's like you know, like the fancy people versus the non-fancy, I don't know, it's just, it just felt, um, it was just kind of boring, it was just kind of uninteresting, and, um, I just couldn't get into it, and there's also, like, a weird love triangle that I don't really like, um, but I do know someone that has read them and has liked them, and so I kind of feel like maybe I should reread them and, like, maybe give them another chance. I remember hearing, like, such great things about them before I read them, and then, feeling a little disappointed because I didn't like them very much. So, um, I've mentioned a bunch of times that maybe like I'll go back through my DNF list and like read those books. And I think that these would qualify too, even though I did read these already. Um, these would maybe be something I would try to revisit in the future because maybe they're good. And I just was not feeling it at the time. I don't know. I, I just, I just didn't love them. So the next two groups of books aren't even a series. They're just written. Well, actually one of them is. They're just written by the same authors. Um, I do this thing when I'm in the library sometimes where I think that I'm just going to work my way through all of the shelves. That's just like never going to happen. And I always like, I'm like, I'm just going to start at the letter A and work my way through and I'll just read all the books in the library. And it's like, when do I think that that's ever going to happen? So I do this sometimes in every library I visit where I just will go stand at the beginning and I will just like go through and what ends up happening is I read a shit ton of authors that have the last name A and then I just don't read anybody else and it's just like not that that's a wrong like not that that's a wrong way to go about it I mean I could be going about it in like some other random miscellaneous way but at least this way I'm getting like a random I don't know this is just how I do things so um 
on one of my quests to read my way through the library, which started and ended at A, um, I read two books by an author called Megan Abbott. And I think I attempted to read like another one or two of her books as well, but I didn't like those as much. So let me just start off. I, so I read Dare Me and I read The Fever. Let me just say nothing happens in her books, okay? Especially Dare Me, like nothing happened in that book. But her writing is so fun and like young. Um, her books take place in high school, so, but they're kind of written like an adult wrote them about, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but they're they're set in high school, but they kind of are written from a more mature point of view, so I don't, they're not like Pretty Little Liars type books, they're like actual like, just like regular books, I don't really know how to explain it, but um, Dare Me, literally nothing happens in that book, and I still was like hooked and like flying through the book, um, and then uh, like I would say probably six months or so after I read that book, I saw a trailer on Instagram, like an ad I was passing through and it was a trailer for a TV show. And I was like, I, I was watching with the sound off. Cause that's the thing I also do is I just like scroll with the sound off and then like we'll watch complete video trailers with no sound. Cause I'm a weirdo. Um, and so I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, why does this seem familiar? And then I realized it's an adaptation of this book, Dare Me, that this girl wrote. And I was like, how wild that I just read this book. And like, I had not heard anybody talk about this book. So it's not like it was like, you know, a phenomenon that was like washing through like the world. Like it wasn't like being talked about on bookstagram. Like nobody told me to read this. I literally only read it because it started with the letter A and I just work, was working my way through. So I was like, how wild that like I like saw this book, read this book, and then now it's being made into a TV show. And again, nothing happened in the book, so I have no idea how it was made into a TV show. But I'm pretty sure the TV show is also called Dare Me. It's like about cheerleaders. So I don't know if anybody's seen it. If it was good, let me know. Um, the book was like, there was nothing. It was nothing happened. So I don't really know. I don't know. The fever was actually kind of interesting. And I remember it was like all of these girls were having all of these like, um, like fits or um, seizures or things and nobody could figure out why and I think there was some blame being put on like their um oh my god why can't I like the oh my god I can't figure out what I'm trying to say the shot that you get um not birth control but the one that you get to prevent cancer I can't think of what it is but hopefully you know what I'm talking about that one that girls get um, dear God, why can't I think of what that's called? Um, anyway, I think they were trying to blame that. And then I think they were trying to blame birth control and there were all these different things. And it was, it was basically, I think it was trying to, um, you know, poke at the fact that, um, the government regulates birth control and things like that and whatever. And I think that's kind of what it was trying to hint at. And I think the ending was a little bit like, mm, I don't, it was like a little bit like lackluster and it was like, it didn't tie together very well. But, um, again, her writing is just very fun and like fresh. And so it was just like really easy for me to get through. And, um, I like it. I tried a couple of her other books, but I think I thought I was falling into like a rut where they all kind of seemed very similar and um, they just kind of got less interesting the more similar they were. So I stopped. But there are a couple of her books that I still kind of want to read. And then when I go to a library, typically if I go to the A's, 
um, the, her books are there. So I kind of like will browse through. Um, so I think at some point I'll probably read another one of her books. Again, her books aren't like amazing. They're not like super great quality. They're not like doing anything for society, but they're just like fun, easy, kind of like thriller reads, but not exactly. Um, I don't really know how to explain it, but I just, I don't know. They were, they were okay, whatever. Um, and then another, author in the same vein, sort of, um, her name is Carrie Adams. So she also was right there by Megan Abbott. And, um, I read the Godmother and the stepmother and that is a series. It's a two book series. And these books were so cute. Um, clearly Godmother to stepmother, there's like a change that happens obviously from the first book to the second book. Um, but it was so, so cute. And they're so, like, funny. I think um, I think she's British or English of some sort. Um, the writing is a little bit, um, it's not American. But it was, it was so funny. There's, like, these just funny little quips. I really like the main character. And um, it's just, like, this woman who has, like, all these really close friends who all have kids. And so she's, like, got like seven godchildren and then um the second book she becomes a stepmother you know etc etc so it's just like really really good they're really cute they're really sweet I really really like them I actually kind of want to reread them because I read them at the beginning of the year last year so I may reread them soon I don't know but um just like a really cute and like this I would say like like older women would like like moms would like like I like them and I'm in my 20s so like I think like a wide variety of people would like them because like I said they are kind of like funny um and yeah so those are super cute. I read various books in the Harry Potter series I think maybe only like the first or second the fr- I don't know I didn't read a lot but I'm perpetually reading the Harry Potter series I feel like I've mentioned this before so I this year I think I started at like three or four um I just read five so like I don't know I'm just always perpetually reading Harry Potter it's one of those books that I just like when I can't think of anything else to read or I'm not in the mood to read anything else I'll just pick that up and start wherever I'm at so um you know I might reread the series but it might take a place over the span of like two years at a time but I'm usually constantly rereading those books and then the same goes for the Vampire Academy series by Rochelle Mead I've also already talked about these books before um at the beginning of the year I think I was finishing like the last two books or so in the series so I love those books I think those books are so good so funny there's like drama there's like action they're just like super entertaining and I really really like them and I'm also kind of always perpetually reading those books those are books that I also you know just every once in a while if I'm just in the mood like I'll just like read those books and then because I've already read them I can read you know one and then a couple months later read the second one and then you know it doesn't have to be consistent which I like um but I I just I I gravitate to things that I've already read and to things that I already know I like. And I think I mentioned this in another podcast, but that's like supposed to be like something like the people that are anxious or people that have anxiety do. And I don't think that I have anxiety, um, but I do like strive to only do things that make me feel comfortable. And so I think that I, I mean, I feel like I've mentioned it 700 times in this podcast, but like I would much rather read a book series that I've already read than read seven new books. So it just is what it is. Um, and 
so those two book series, I'm just like always perpetually reading. So I read those last year. Um, I also read the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the first book in the Chronicles of Narnia series. There's some like, I don't know, there are different um, orders that these books are supposed to be read in, and I could not tell you what the appropriate order is. Um, It seems like they can go in different orders based on like when they were published, based on the timeline in the book series. I'm not really sure. I used to have all the books, I think, or I think I had my dad's copy, actually, um, copies, actually, but I don't know what happened to them, but I've read the first one many times and I've never read any of the other ones. So my goal at the end of last year, I was like, I'm going to read this series. And then I read the first one and then that's it. So I want to read this whole series so that I can like actually have gotten through it. And I feel like it would be similar to Harry Potter that I just reread it periodically and whatever, but I've never gotten past the first book. And I think it's good. I mean, the first book I can read over and over again, no problem. So I think that that says enough about it. Um, but I would like to read more than just the first book in the series, but I just, I always stumble because there's, there's a dispute about which book comes next. And then I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want to read it out of order. And so then I just don't read it. Um, so I need to figure that out. If anybody has read these, my husband has read these and he's tried to explain it to me, but I still don't trust him because when I go to the internet, the internet says something else. So I don't know. Um, if you've read these, tell me what order I'm supposed to fucking read them in, please. Anyway. Um, I also read um, the You series by Caroline Caroline Kepnes, Kepnes. Um, I, like the rest of the world, watched You when it came out two years ago, two Decembers ago. Um, it was like right around New Year's Eve and everybody binged because everybody was home and it was fantastic. I love Penn Badgley. Um, I love Shay Mitchell. I don't love the girl who played Beck, but, you know, it is what it is. So I watched the series, I binged the series, and then I found out it was a book, and I was like, what the fuck, why didn't I read the book? I actually, I knew the series was coming out on Lifetime, and I was excited because I love those people, and it looked interesting, but, um, like, when you don't have cable, sometimes you miss shows, you know, they kind of fall through the cracks, like, there are ways that you can, like, watch Lifetime shows, or Hallmark, or, you know, MTV, or whatever, there's ways you can do that, and I do that on my phone sometimes, but sometimes you just forget, you know, when you don't have prime time in your face, and you don't have, like, DVR to, like, record this stuff, you just forget, so it just, like, got away from me, like, the whole season had aired, and I was, like, never mind, and then when it came out on Netflix, I was, like, oh my god, this is great, and then when I watched it, I was, like, why didn't I read the books first, so I read the book, the book, you, is exactly like the first season, it is, like, word for word, almost, the first season is the first book, and then there's a second book hidden bodies and so I read that and I'm really glad I read that before I watched the second season because it made the second season make a lot more sense um it diverts a little bit from the book but it's it stays true enough um I I think I maybe like the book better but the book's also kind of weird um the show's just really good so it's hard to it's hard to say that the show isn't better than the book. The book just is different. Um, and I don't even think I loved the book that much. The book was kind of weird. But the book just... There are some things about the book that I do wish would have happened in the show. But I think the show did a great job. And I think the show like could stand alone and be on its own and whatever. Um, but if you haven't read them, I don't know that I necessarily recommend reading them now because you've probably already seen the show. If you, for some reason, haven't seen the show, 
I would definitely say read the books first because they're like a wild ride. Um, but if you've already seen the show, it's probably not really worth your time, but they were okay. They weren't bad. So a random series that I finished in 2019 is Pretty Little Liars. I read the final book, the 20th book. It's called Vicious um, in the series by Sarah Shepard. And I don't know why it took me so long to read the last book. I had it for a long time. I just never read it. Um, I think I was in the process of rereading the books and then I was like donating the books to this girl that my family knows. And I was um, kind of like, I would read a couple of them and then donate them to her and then read a couple more. I was trying to reread them so that I could finish it and be done with it because I was moving and it's 20 books. So I was like 20 less books I have to bring with me. It was a sacrifice I was trying to make for the good of my husband. And I don't even think he appreciates it. But um, I... Really, really like the Pretty Little Liar series. I could reread those books over and over again. I did reread those books over and over again. Um, and they're, they're books that you don't have to... So you could read, you know, the first eight books or something without reading all 20 and be fine. They kind of... I feel like they kind of went in fours, like one through four and then four through or five through eight and like etc. And so I think every four books, they would kind of wrap it up. Um, I think in the... I think they did this with the first four and I don't know, I assume they continued, but each book would have like a different girl on the cover and then they, I don't think they focused on the girl, um, but you just kind of got more information with each book. But I, I do feel like every four books, they kind of wrapped something up and they would be like, oh, this is A. And then you find out in the next book, like the fifth book, you find out, oh, that wasn't actually A, it was somebody, you know, whatever. So it kind of does that similar to the way that the show did for a long time and then the 20th book it ended and I honestly couldn't tell you how it ended I don't think um I know it didn't end the way that the show did I know that the show and the book um differed greatly in various areas and I mean that's to be expected I think the show was amazing I love the show I think the books were great I really love the books um they're not practical it's like you're like four books in and you're like what the fuck are these bitches doing why aren't they going to the police like why are they still trying to argue with whoever this crazy person is why aren't they just being honest why aren't they just telling everybody what's up um you know, it gets a little repetitive. And I think that's why sometimes you get to like book like 13 and you're like, dear God, will this ever end? So I don't think they're books that you can like binge back to back to back, but they were entertaining. Um, and I was happy to finally have finished the series once and for all. Um, I definitely think the earlier books are better. I think the later books kind of got a little loopy and, um, some of the storylines started to get a little out there. It's kind of like that picture, if you've seen that meme where it's like a, a drawing of a horse and like the, the front of the horse is like season one and it's like beautifully drawn and it's like so precise. And then it's like the second season, like the horse is still good. And like the third season, the horse looks like it's, you know, drawn a little less carefully and then like by like the fifth or sixth season like it looks like a toddler drew the horse like the tail and like the back half of the horse look a hot mess it's like that um and that's kind of how probably Pretty Little Liars the series as a show was um but I don't know they're kind of fun in the same situation, Sarah Shepard also wrote the Lion Game series, and I read a couple of those books at the end of last year, and I read a couple of those books at the beginning of this year, and those books are garbage. They're the same. Every single book is the same. 
Pretty Little Liars, every single book was the same too, but there were more characters and there were, it was more interesting. This focuses on one girl and kind of the people around her. And it was just repetitive and silly and predictable. And I just didn't like it. So I stopped reading like halfway through this series and no thank you to that. Um, I also read The A-List. I don't know who writes these books. It's like some like it hot, like something blonde girls, um, something tall hot summer, or I don't know, something. These are the books that are like Gossip Girl-esque. Um, I, I don't know who wrote these, but they're called The A-List and they're a book series and they are garbage. Um, it is like super vapid. It is like oh like socialites in California and everything's so fancy and it talks about it's got to name drop all these brands and all these people and it's just hot garbage <laughs> um I was trying to read it one because I was like kind of cheating and just trying to hit my goal at the end of the year last year and then two because I had been reading like heavier things or like whatever and I was kind of trying to break up some of that and read like something really fluffy and um it was garbage that I don't recommend them I'm actually curious I've never read the Gossip Girl books all the way through um I used to have like a shit ton of them and I never read them because I had like one two and then I had like four five six seven eight or something I didn't have like three so then I could never read them I don't know what the fuck I don't know how it happened but I like never read them but I remember like the first one was super juicy it was like oh my god and I felt so scandalous as like a 13 year old reading this book I felt like oh my gosh um so I kind of want to read those just because I want to see you know I know that those are very different from the series Gossip Girl, like the TV show Gossip Girl. So I'm interested to see kind of how that plays out. Um, and I'm okay with there being differences like that because they expand on the characters in a different way. Like Dan in the book is not the same as Dan in real life. So I'm also curious to see who they had as Gossip Girl because, spoiler alert, Dan as Gossip Girl makes no sense. So... Um, I would like to read those at some point. I guess I probably should just like hop onto it. I don't really know what I'm waiting for. Um, so I want to read those and see, um, how they are. But the A-list was garbage. There's also something called like the Click, the Click series or something. And those have like tartan on the book covers. And like, I guess it's like the girls go to a boarding school or something. Um, I would be interested in reading those. And then... Um, I feel like there's another series that's similar to that. They're all kind of like, it was like Gossip Girl and the A-List and the Clicks and like whatever. So, um, I don't know. For some reason, those are just like very, I want to say nostalgic to me, but that doesn't really make sense. I think they just like remind me of the books that I used to read when I was like, you know, in middle school, like not cool at all, but thinking I was like hot shit because I was reading these books. I don't know. So then I have this random category that's like memoirs slash nonfiction. I don't really know. Um, I read I'll Be There For You by Kelsey Miller, which was a pretty short book. I, I think it had like six chapters. It was not very long. Um, and that was just kind of like a breakdown of friends. It was kind of like a behind the scenes sort of talking about. It talked about like the things that friends did well. Like they were one of the first, um, I think, who gets married? Is somebody, 
is there somebody, I can't even remember now, somebody gay kisses on the show or something, um, or gets married on the show, or, um, oh, 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 um, Ross's, Ross's ex-wife, Ross's ex-wife, I think kisses on the show or gets married on the show. I don't remember. And it was like a big deal for the time. Like they were the first like on-screen kiss or the first on-screen marriage or something. Something like that. Um, Carol and whatever. I don't remember their names. Um, I really like Friends. So this is kind of bad. But it was saying like how there were some things that Friends did really well. But then there's some things like if you rewatch Friends right now, you're like, oof. Like that is problematic. Like their jokes don't land the same, like, some of their, um, opinions are not very politically correct anymore, and things like that, but I think, like, I have a big problem with this, because I feel like that's a good thing, I feel like that the fact that we can look at old things and watch them and be like, oh god, like, I'm glad it's not like that anymore, or something, you know, or like, you know, we can watch movies from a long time ago and see, um, the treatment of women or see the treatment of people of color or whatever and like see like how far we've come that should be the goal I think and I know that obviously there are still people today that don't behave appropriately um and treat people the way that they should but I think like shows like friends like they're so good and everybody likes them and it's okay that they're not up to snuff with like how things would be done today. I think that should be okay. I think that you should be able to look back on things and see like, "Mm, that's problematic, but you know, it was also, you know, 20 years ago or something and like realize that like, it's okay that we've grown and we've changed most of us, the good ones anyway. Um, and like we can keep moving forward and, um, kind of use it as like a benchmark like you know this isn't how we want to things to be done anymore but like this is how they were in the times this is what sold at the time this is like what they were doing and what they were saying and like like let's learn from that and like do better and like whatever and so I think that you should be able to like go back to things like that and be like okay like is this like great for like the times no but is it good as just a show in general you know what I mean like I think that you should be able to separate it I don't know that's just my opinion um my opinion probably doesn't matter to the world but I'm just saying um so it was it was talking about like the things that friends did right the things that you know fall a little short when you rewatch it as an adult now and then um just like just it was just like breaking down various monuments and episodes and things like that and it was talking about how in the final seasons how like they were a united front like um, they could have, I think, or actually even in all the seasons, um, Monica, Courtney Cox was a celebrity at the time. Like she was the only one who had had real like experience and things. And it was talking about how like she very easily could have like walked in there and demanded more money and been kind of snooty, but she was like someone that people learned from and, um, she didn't act like she was any better than anybody else. And I don't know, it, it just was interesting. If you like friends, it's like interesting and quick to read. Um, nonfiction is not normally my thing, but I liked Friends, so it seemed worth it to me. Um, similar, I read Bachelor Nation by Amy Kopner, I think. I don't remember. Um, and I watched The Bachelor when The Bachelor first came out. I watched the first probably like seven or eight seasons. And then I stopped watching. And then I read this book, and it kind of made me nostalgic. 
so there's like all of these seasons that have happened since I stopped watching and I don't know anything about them. So anytime any of those people were mentioned, I was like, I don't know who these people are, but um, it made me nostalgic. So I ended up watching Hannah Brown season after this and I'm kind of glad I did because I liked, I liked Hannah Brown. Um, I liked, I think Hannah Brown is slightly problematic now, but um, I liked Hannah Brown and um, even, even though she's kind of goofy too, but um, I think it was a good season to watch um, with the Tyler and Peter of it all and whatever. I don't even remember his name. The crazy guy um, that no one liked. He was the one in the very beginning. I was like, okay, so I like Tyler. I like Peter. I like Mike. I liked Tyler, Peter, and Mike from the very, very beginning. <laughs> and I'm like, mom, which one do you like? And she liked whatever the hell his name was. I don't even know. I don't see. I don't know. I don't have. I don't. Mm. Whatever the problematic one's name was, my mom was like, oh, he seems nice. And I was like, mother, he seems terrible. Um, I was right. She was wrong. It's totally fine. But anyway, so I read the book and I really liked it. I had my mom read it and my mom did not like it. I think she thought it was boring. So I don't know why I liked it. Um, it just kind of gives you like a behind the scenes. It kind of talks about like the process of going on The Bachelor and like all of the crazy things that they have you do and like all of the forms that you have to fill out and like just like how you have to just like totally put your life on hold and then like put your life out there for the world and stuff. It's just kind of wild. Um, so I thought it was interesting. Um, I think if you have read The Bachelor, I think, or have you, if you've seen The Bachelor, I think that you would like it. But again, my mom is a Bachelor fan and she did not like it. So make of that what you will. I don't know. My mom liked where the crawdads sing. So there's that, which we'll get to at the end of this. Don't worry. So in this sort of same category, I read Made by Stephanie Land. I have no idea why I read this book. Um, I think people were talking about it. I think it was on like lists for books. I don't know, whatever. Um, it was really, really good. It was about this woman who came from nothing, had nothing, and she was a maid and she helped pe clean houses and things like that. And it was basically just like her life and the struggles and stuff that she went through and then her turning that into a book and then that being the book that you're reading. And it was just kind of interesting that she went through a lot of shit. Um, and I don't really remember anything else about it, but I do remember it was just, it was a good, if you are interested in nonfiction or anything of that sort, I think that you would like it. Um, it was very well told. It was very interesting. I think I listened to it as an audiobook, and, um, I listened to it in like one day. Like I listened to it super fast. So, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting and it gives you, um, a view into, other classes because I feel like if you're listening to this you probably fall somewhere in middle class where I am and um sometimes you know even when you're having like real shitty luck like it it just seems like you know ugh, like one wrong move and we're gonna be homeless and like I don't know how we're gonna get through this and stuff but then like there are people that live in a totally different way there are people that have nothing and you know could fit everything they own into a car and um, have had to do that and it is just it's a different experience from my own and it's important to not forget that there are people that are literally struggling out there in a way that is like not at all close to how you're struggling and um, I think it's important to read things about people that are in situations that are not similar to your own so this book definitely did that and I'm pretty sure that she 
is like in a much better situation now because of this book. So that's great. And I, um, I don't know. I don't really remember anything, but I do remember it was good. And I thought it was like a book that people should read. So there's that. Um, I also read This Will Only Hurt a Little by Busy Phillips. I like her a lot, but I kind of like her less after I read this book. I don't know. Um, Busy Phillips was on Dawson's Creek. So of course, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I didn't know that she was on Freaks and Geeks. So she's been around for a while. Um, but I... I like I liked the book I thought there were like she had really good like stories that she shared and there were a lot of things I learned about her that I didn't know before but um there are some things that I that just like kind of like like I think like right now in today's like society like Busy Phillips is like an icon she is like the white Chrissy Teigen she is like um you know there's like Busy Phillips there's Chrissy Teigen there's, um, Carrie Washington, there's, there's, like, a handful of people that are always, like, right in the middle of every single, um, they, like, Sophia Bush, um, there's just, there's, there's certain women, especially, like, celebrity women, that are kind of always in the middle of, like, every single thing politically or, um, whatever that's going on, and Busy Phillips is one of those, but something about her rubs me the wrong way now, and I don't know why, because I really liked the book and I really liked, um, hearing her stories and things, but then I started following her on Instagram and then her Instagram was kind of annoying me. And then her Twitter was annoying. I don't, I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know why. I don't know if anybody else has had this feeling before. I kind of went through the same thing with Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen kind of got on my nerves and so I kind of stopped following her. I still like Chrissy Teigen though. Um, but I just like, I don't know if maybe I just like had like an overwhelming amount of her like I just like had too much of her or what but something rubs me the wrong way about her and she lives very like whimsically like does what she wants kind of like writes her own rules sort of thing and so I don't know if that bothers me because I am more like strict like I like like lists and order and organization and um I can't really explain it but I did like her books so I don't know what the fuck this kind of review situation is. I don't know what I'm saying or why I'm saying it, but her book was good. So let that be the end of that. <laughs> um, and then the last one in this little category is the best one. Probably the best book I read all year last year and probably the best book that I will have read for quite a while. Um, it's The Only Plane in the Sky by Garrett Graff. Um, I happen to know Garrett Graff, so this was super, super exciting for me that I really liked this book. Um, when I found out he was writing it, I was like, I mean, I'll read it, but like, I don't really like that kind of thing. I don't really like nonfiction. I don't really like things talking about history. Like, that's really not my thing. I was kind of like embarrassed, but I was like, but I'll totally read it. And like, um, I felt like really like silly and like childish. So I read it. And I was like, oh my God. So it basically breaks down all of 9-11 from the day before to every single event that happened. And it is accounts told by all of the people that were affected in one way or the other. People who were in the buildings, people who were working in various offices, people who were um, you know, firefighters at the time, people who were working for TV, um, for like news crews at the time, people 
who had loved ones that were somewhere in all of this. Um, it just, it was a wild ride. Um, first of all, I was in fifth grade when 9-11 happened and I didn't know anything. I remember asking my grandma what a terrorist was. I remember we watched it on TV all day and, um, I kind of went about the rest of my life. I knew that there was something bad that happened and I knew that it affected people in New York, but I really had no idea pretty much anything. Um, and even then growing up as an adult and like learning more about like what it was, I still didn't know like accounts of what happened or like how things happen or like anything like that. So this book puts everything in order. So you get like this, like very good, clear picture of exactly what happened that day. Um, but it does it in a way that one is very engaging and very entertaining. Like it's not a book where you're reading it and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so bored. Like you are hooked. You are like, just want to get through it and read all of it because it's very, very good. And it's very well done. And then it also, it takes, he took all of these accounts. There's like over 500 different accounts that people of people's like per like point of views and things. And he put them all in order and he took snippets. So it's not like people are just like five, you're not just flipping through 500 like versions of what happened that day. It's like every single person that talks about like how the sky looked that morning, it's all like clips, like back to back to back where it's like the sky was so blue and somebody's like, it was like the perfect day. And it, you know, it just seemed like nothing could go wrong. And like, and, and it blends them all together. So it seems like all 500 people are telling you a story and it's so good. And it's so beautiful. I cried so much reading this book. I had to read it in chunks because it was so emotional and overwhelming for me to read it. I don't know, like, I know that there are people that I have had read this book that have been able to read it rather quickly and I don't know how because it was very difficult for me to just like zoom through um and I just it is it is so incredible and I say that even if I didn't know the person who wrote the book like I still think it is so incredible and everyone should read it um if you haven't yet after me like raving about it all year last year like please 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 go read it I also know they did an audiobook and a lot of the people that are in the book did the audio for the book so I think the audiobook's probably really great um that actually might be something I do because I've never I still haven't heard the audio so maybe I will listen to the audio at some point um and maybe I'll be able to get through it a little bit better than um I did with the book but it's just it's not I feel like it's not very often where you can read something that is one like so engrossing and so like entertaining and two like that makes you so emotional and that does something to you and three that like educates you and teaches you and like you get information out of it like I think it just did a really good job like with all of those things and also something that his wife the author's wife and I talked about is um you know what happens, like, you know what happens in 9-11, but you're still, like, on the edge of your seat, like, you know what happened that day, you know the end result, you know the towers fall, and you know, like, you know all of this, but you're still on the edge of your seat, like, you have no idea, and that's, like, amazing, so literally, out of all of the books that I mentioned in this podcast, out of all the books that I mentioned ever, 
this is a book that you should read. And if you haven't read it, you should read it. And I have a copy and I will let you borrow it. Like, please, please read this book. And if you care to scroll back to the acknowledgements, you might see my name. I'm just saying it's amazing. So then I have a huge chunk of basically standalone books that I don't have any in any particular order. It's more like the order that I read them last year. So periodically I will be like, oh my god, I love this one and this was just okay, but I put it on here because blah blah blah, whatever. So um the first one is Dumplin by Julie Murphy. I read this book I think at the end well wait, I'm trying to think. I read this book I guess at the beginning of the year because um Dumplin came out on Netflix and I hated, hated the Netflix movie Dumplin'. I was so excited. I was like, it's coming from a book, so I'm going to read the book first. It's got Jennifer Aniston. We love her. It's got Dove Cameron. We love her. And I was like, all these people, all this stuff, it's so good, whatever. It, I hated the movie. I like fast forwarded through a lot of it because it was so cringy to me. The book is way better. It like the characters are way more developed. There's more like motivations for the reason why people do things. It's not just like meh meh like this is what happened. Like I feel like it was very like sloppily thrown together and I feel like the book is way better. I don't know that I necessarily love the book, um but I definitely think the book is worth reading before the movie. If you have any interest in watching the movie and you have any interest in reading at all, I would say read the book. Um, I know that there's a second book by the same author and I think it goes together and it's called Puddin'. I think it's about um, one of the other girls. Um, I forgot what her name is, like Margaret or something. She's like not one of the main characters, but like one of the friends she becomes friends with or something. Um, I think that's who that's about. I don't have any desire to read it because I just didn't love it, but I definitely just wanted to put out there that the book was way, way better than the movie. The movie was garbage. And I need another word for garbage because I say that way too much. Um, I also read Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. And then I also read Girl, Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. Um, Rachel Hollis is a scam artist. It's fine. Uh, when I first read it, I didn't know. And then when I read her second book, I didn't know. And then um, you can Google it, like Rachel Hollis, scam, whatever. Um, basically, she takes things from other people and plagiarizes them and makes them seem like their own. So all of the quotes that are really good from her book actually come from other people and things like that. However, I read Girl, Wash Your Face and I was obsessed I am aware at this point that she stole a lot of the material, but I like the way that she put all of the material together and I like the way that she organized it. It's funny because the dogs aren't even here, but I'm still dealing with dogs out in the hallway fucking up this podcast. Thank you so much. Um, So I like the way that she put it all together. Like I just felt so motivated and so inspired and so like, oh my God, I'm going to get all of my goals accomplished because I'm going to do da 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 da. And then anytime anybody told me that they were struggling with goals, Tiffany, I see you. Um, I was like telling them like, go read this book, go read this book. This book's amazing. Go read this book. I was telling everyone to read this book. I bought this book and I was on a no buy. Like I had not bought a book in years and I bought this book because that's how strongly I was like, this is amazing. 
Um, I still really, really like it. I still think that there's a lot of like really good, like just like, it's just like no bullshit basically, which again, she stole a lot of it from other people and I don't know what is her own and what isn't, but she just is, is very no bullshit about it. And I don't really even remember any of this stuff, but I just feel like it's very basic. Like, what do you need to do? So why don't you just go do it? Like, would you, would you be this harsh if your friend was asking you for advice? No. So why do you talk so badly about yourself? And just like very basic, like very blunt, open, honest, like this is how it is and whatever. And I really liked it. Um, however, I don't really like what she stands for anymore. And I don't really like some of the, she is someone that does like the talks at like beach body conferences and things like that. So she's an avid MLM supporter. So it's just a whole hot mess. And I don't really recommend you buy her book, but if you can get it from the library, maybe do that. Um, but don't request it only if you can find it, because if you request it, I'm starting to learn how library books work. If you request it, then they're going to end up buying more copies. So maybe don't do that. <laughs> but if you happen to see it, or if you want to read my copy, then we can we can do that. But um, yeah, I just, I don't like like motivational books like that. And I have no idea why I read it. But people were bragging about it. People were talking about it. So I read it and I did actually like it. But we don't support Rachel Hollis anymore. So take with that what you will. I read Becoming by Michelle Obama. And that was amazing, of course. That one took me a long time to read. That book is massive. It's like 600 pages or something and I'm here for it like Michelle you want to tell me what you wore every day for the last year what you ate for breakfast like I will read it but it was really long and it was it was very um in depth and so it kind of took me a long time to get through but it's well worth it I haven't seen the Netflix documentary yet but I assume it's basically just like a photograph like video blog vlog or whatever of the book and um you know I feel like I got a lot out of the book so I don't necessarily think that you need to see the um the documentary as well but of course it's Michelle Obama so I'm here for it I just heard in case you haven't heard let me spread the good news Michelle Obama is coming out with a podcast so that's amazing can't wait to listen to that um our luck it's probably like 15 minute episodes but we will take what we can get um that is our first lady um and so I really really love the book and I just thought it was really like I thought it was good because it was about her becoming Michelle Obama and it was not about like this is what my life was as the first lady it was like the this is who I am and this is how I got here and like that kind of thing and um I liked that there were little snippets about Barack um my husband and I kind of um feel like we can relate which of course like oh my god like how freaking do you like whatever like you think they're so cool but um he was kind of a mess he was a genius but he was kind of a mess and she kind of holds all of his pieces together and keeps him organized and that's kind of how my husband and I are my husband is a mess but my husband is a genius and so he will have you know, nothing in his life together, but he has the capability of being incredible. And so, you know, I'm kind of his handler and I help him like, you know, put all of that out there into the world and stuff. So we just like always laugh about that and stuff. Um, 
And so, like, there were, you know, moments like that that were fun to read about and things. And, you know, I really liked, um, I, it made me emotional a couple of times in the book. And there was this one part where, um, she talks about how Laura Bush showed her, um, the, like, the garden or something. The, I don't know, something from the first lady's something, something. She showed her something in the fucking White House. And it was the same like tour that you know Laura Bush was given and it's the same tour that Michelle gave to Melania and it just like that like history and like tradition and things like that which you know probably are gonna go out the fucking window now but um like Hillary Clinton showed Laura but and it just like it just like was really like I just really liked it and I thought also thought it was interesting that like Hillary Clinton got that from whatever George H whatever Bush's wife and then Hillary gave it to Laura Bush so it's kind of like she was sandwiched in between the bushes but um I don't know I just think it was really really good and really really like you should read it it's like also one of those like way 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 up there of all the books that I talk about um it's it's incredible and you should read it we love Michelle Obama. <laughs> um, and then another book that I read is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. I think I mentioned this in another podcast, but um, it was also very, very good. It is um, sort of a similar situation to... Um, fuck, I, I never can remember. I can never remember. Um, it is... This girl and her friend get pulled over and her friend reaches for his hairbrush and they kill him. They shoot him and um, it's sort of her dealing with the fallout and things like that. And it's just really, really good. It talks about how she kind of lives in two worlds because she goes to a sort of ritzy private school. And um, then at home, you know, she lives in like not a great neighborhood and um she plays basketball and she's just like I think she plays basketball oh god I'm mixing books I don't know um but she she just is like a very like she's a very normal girl but she's like kind of stuck in two different worlds and she um you know is put into this situation where she witnessed someone killing her friend for no reason and it's just like a lot it's just a lot and it's just really good I still haven't watched the movie I want to watch the movie um, but I definitely recommend this book, especially given the momentum the Black Lives Matter movement has right now. Um, I think it's a great book to add to the list. It's a great movie to add to the list. Um, and I just, I really, really liked it. So I just remembered, I forgot a series. Um, I read Crank, Glass, and Fallout by Ellen Hopkins. She is the one that writes all those books that are like the size of a fucking brick, but they're just poems on the inside. So it's like 700 pages, but you get through it like super quickly because there's just like a couple words on each page. Um, she has a whole bunch of them that I was going to read, like Burned, Twisted. Um, I can't think of any more, but she's got a bunch. But I read these three and I was done. I don't like poem books. I don't like... Um, books written in that style usually um but I read the first one and it was interesting it's about drugs and I know absolutely nothing about drugs so it was very interesting to me um and like this girl and how she gets 
you know, hooked on drugs and things that happen and whatever. And then she has a baby and things happen and whatever. Um, so the first two books are about this girl and the fact that she has a baby and like whatever and like her life and her whatever. And then the third book is about she has three kids and they're all like, you know, adults basically or young adults and it's told from their three points of view and she still isn't clean and it's just a fucking mess. Like, yikes. I'm very thankful that I don't know anything about drugs and that I don't know anybody that's had to deal with this because it is a fucking yikes. Um, it just, it seems like just like kind of like a never ending like thing and it's like a constant uphill battle and I cannot even imagine trying to get clean and trying, like, I, I just can't, um, it was, so it was, it was good, but it kind of, like, made me feel dirty, and it kind of just, like, I need, a, I need a 10-year-long break before I read another one of her books, I think, because it just left me, like, very not good, um, they're interesting, and I think that if that's, like, kind of more your thing, and it's more up your alley, I think that, like, I mean, she's got a shit ton of those books, so, um, those are the only three in like that series, but then there's other ones that I think are like kind of spinoffs or, um, you know, they're like similar topics or whatever. So I'm sure like if you, um, like those three, like you would like all the other ones and whatever, but I just, it's, it, that was too much. I just can't. Um, I also read P.S. I Love You by Cecilia Earhart. I like, oh, I have a love-hate relationship. I didn't used to like P.S. I Love You because I don't like Hilary Swank, but then my husband really likes P.S. I Love You and he's kind of like forced his like thing on me and whatever. So now I kind of like it. And so I reread it. I think the book's really sweet. It's a little bit different from the movie and there's kind of more dimensions to some of the characters, which I thought was interesting. Um, so I liked it. I have... Also, I think maybe the year before, I read another book by Cecilia Ahern that was called Flawless, and it was kind of like a dystopian sort of society, and I think there's another book in that series, so I should probably look for that, um, but I like it. I like, I mean, her writing's pretty, you know, entertaining and such, so, um, I have, actually, I'm pretty sure I have a list of Cecilia Ahern books that I would probably read. Because guess, you want to know why I read it? Because her last name starts with an A. So I saw I saw it in the library and I was like, P.S. I love you. I've never read it as a book. So let's read it. That's exactly what happened is I was scrolling by and I saw the A and that's exactly what happened. So that's why I read that. In a similar uh, scenario, I read a book by Mitch Album. Um, he's the like five people you meet in heaven guy. His books are like super Christian. They like super push an agenda, if you know what I mean. But they're all pretty good and they're all pretty short. So it's not like you can't read them. I read The Timekeeper and I can't really tell you what that was about other than it makes you think about things um, that you maybe take for granted, which like time, it makes you think about time and stuff like that. And I think it was about like three different people. It was about like one guy who was really old and was trying to, to stay alive longer. And then one girl who was young and was like wanting to commit suicide. And then another guy who was in between them, who was trying to measure time and like, it was just this, I don't know, it was interesting. 
it definitely pushes some like Christian views on you. I'm pretty sure in the beginning it like starts out when they're like building like Jacob's ladder or something. Is that a thing? I'm a terrible Catholic. I don't know. Um, so it starts out like in very like biblical times, I think. And then it like fast forwards to like, you know, more present day sort of situation. Again, it's a very short book. I don't know. If you read five people you meet in heaven, you might like this. Um, I think that his books just kind of, while they're pushing an agenda, I do think they kind of give you this like little like eye opener, like don't take anything for granted and like cherish the people in your life and that kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. Okay. So one of the best books I read last year is The Wife Between Us by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pakinen. And then I'm also going to talk about The Last Mrs. Parish by Liv Constantine. So these two books are virtually the same book. They're very, very similar. If you only read one, you should definitely read The Wife Between Us by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pakinen. I have read multiple books by them. I also last year read An Anonymous Girl. And then I this year I read, um, which, what's the book I read? Someone, someone watch, what is it? Uh, I don't know. I read one, go to my Instagram. I forgot what it's called, but um, the one I read this year, not someone, what is it called? Anyway, not important because it's the least good out of the three. An Anonymous Girl is probably second. And then the, the best, The Wife Between Us is so fucking good. First of all, like the writing's good. I like all of it. I like everything about it. You're like reading, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, bam, plot twist. Was not expecting it. Was not anticipating it. Came from left field and it was so good. Okay? It was good. It was so good. I was like, holy shit. It was good. Um, the last Mrs. Parrish is the same thing, basically. There's There are very similar things that happen. It's a little bit different. It's kind of a different point of view, but it's kind of the same. It's kind of a spoiler alert if you read them both, but I would definitely read The Wife Between Us first and then read The Last Mrs. Parrish. The Last Mrs. Parrish was decent, but... After reading, I read it after The Wife Between Us, and I was like, whoo, thank God I read them in this order because, oh my God, this one was way better. Um, so definitely read The Wife Between Us, then read The Last Mrs. Parish in that order. Thank you so much. Um, I also read this, I guess maybe could have gone in series. I read Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan. I think I attempted to read China, uh, what is it? China Doll, per, per, Girlfriend, China, China Doll Girlfriend, uh, something, whatever the second book is in the series, and I didn't like it. Um, I listened to it as an audiobook because I didn't want to fuck up any of the pronunciations. That is a pro tip. If you're reading a book that is in a different, um, that is written by someone that is a different like ethnicity than you or that is in a different culture than your own or whatever, and there are a lot of words, I didn't want to fuck anything up. So... I just listened to it as an audiobook and it was fabulous. It was so good. The book was really, really good. I watched the movie and I was like, there's no way this movie's gonna be good because I saw the trailer when the movie came out like a while ago and I was like, that looks stupid. The movie was also really, really good. The part where she walks down the aisle in the fucking water, I die. Oh my god. Um 
it's really good. Also, the song, um, I think they play, they play Yellow and Mandarin, um, by Coldplay. I don't even like that song, and I like it in Mandarin, and I don't know the words, but I still, like, I play that song all the time, and I fucking love it, because it's so fucking pretty. So, the movie is great. The book is great. I would definitely recommend reading the book, um, or listening to the book. I just couldn't get into the second book and it just felt like it was kind of the same as the first book and I felt like I had already done it and I just didn't want to, I don't know. There was something about it I just wasn't into and maybe in the future I will, um, you know, take care of that and I'll read it because there's, you know, like two more books in the series and um, I really, really liked the first one so you would think that I would keep reading. So I don't know. I'll try to get to that at some point maybe. So I got some feel-good books for you. Um, Tell Me Three Things by Julie Baxbaum was so adorable. It has uh, Cinderella story vibes because it's like she's talking to someone that she doesn't know. Um, and, you know, there's the big reveal, blah, blah, blah. This girl has written another book that I want to read. Um, but I haven't gotten to yet because her writing was good. It was like quick read, beachy read, feel-good read, all of the above um super super cute it's it's the book that has like the broken heart waffle pieces on the front it's like three waffles it's cute I really like it it is a good book um the next one is something like happy by Eva Woods this book I think it takes place in England or London or somewhere it's not in America I don't know this book was unexpected. It so it it looks like it's like this hundred days of happiness thing, and it's like you know, you know you do one thing every day for a hundred days of happiness, blah 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 blah. But it was way unexpected. I didn't anticipate some of the things that were happening, even though I probably should have. And um, I really really liked it. It made me like emotional at some t- some parts, um, but it was very very good, and I really really liked it. And it was also like a very off the wall, like I have no idea why I picked this book up. Um, Like nobody had talked about it. I haven't seen it anywhere, but it was, it was great. It was very, very good. So similar vein, The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. Oh my God. Um, So you pretty much know what happens in the first like chapter, like the first couple pages, I feel like it gives you basically what the ending is and it's like oh god this is what's happening it's a it's it's about a dog I mean if you're not a dog person you wouldn't like this book um but if you're a dog person you will weep it is one of those Marley and me books and it is it was so so good um we I demanded to see this movie in theater so I went with my mom and my grandma and it was an amazing movie. I think they casted it perfectly. Milo, whatever his name is from Gilmore Girls, Jess, Milo, Jack from This Is Us, um, Valderrama, Wilmer Valderrama, Milo Ventimiglia. I'm not sure what his name is, but whoever he is, you know who I'm talking about. He was absolutely perfect for this movie. And then Amanda Seyfried was great. It was just their love story was beautiful. It was so good. The movie was so, so good. Cried like a baby. Um, the book was amazing. I definitely recommend the book. If you are a dog person, 
read this book. It's so good. And and the book, um, there are some things that happen. The book goes into better detail, I think, than the movie does, of course. Um, it stays pretty true to the book. There's, there's a little bit of a deviation, but for the most part, it stays the same. Um, and they're both excellent, but I definitely would read the book first because it's just mm, so good. I read The Whisper Network by Chandler Baker, and I really couldn't tell you very much about it anymore, but I know it was like a bunch of lawyers that work at a law firm, and there was a guy, and it was basically like a sexual harassment sort of situation. Um, it was super good. I don't think I loved the ending. I think the ending was a little like, eh, whatever. They were just kind of trying to quickly tie it together. I feel like everything was like super detailed, super whatever, and then the very ending, it was like boom, 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 boom. Like everything was really fast. Um, but I really, really liked the book. I really recommend the book. Um, I also read When Life Gives You Lululemons by, oh, what's her name? Something Weinberger. I forgot her name. She's the, the whoever wrote The Devil Wears Prada. It's like, I think, I guess it's like a sequel to that book, but I don't even remember. I don't think I even read all of The Devil Wears Prada. I think I read like half of it. Um, but it, it focuses on, I think, Emily from the book. Um, I'm not sure. It's not important. You don't have to have read The Devil Wears Prada before. You can totally read this as a standalone book. It was super good. I really, really liked this. Um, it's like three different women and three different points of their lives and things that have happened and whatever. And it's got this like glitzy, like soccer mommy, like Lululemons, like, you know, whatever. But it's like, I don't know. It was, it was very good. I read Magic for Liars by Sarah Galley. I couldn't tell you much about this book either. It was like a detective book meets Harry Potter meets The Magicians, which I have The Magicians on here, so I should just go ahead and talk about The Magicians. Let's just talk about that real quick. The Magicians by Nev Grossman. Terrible book, okay? We started the show. Um, the show was on Sci-Fi. It's on Netflix. Um, we started the show. It's now in season five, which we fucking missed so it's like, it's a thing where it cuts off the episodes before, you know, you know, if you miss too many episodes, it cuts them off of sci-fi or it cuts them off of the network and then you have to wait for it to come out on Netflix because you missed a couple of, it's just so fucking annoying. So we're on season five. The show is interesting. It, it, it's, we kind of have a love-hate relationship with the show. It kind of took us a while to get into the show. Um, and now I think we're just like committed. So we want to just like finish it out. Um, it's super out there. Um, there's a lot of weird shit that happens in the show. There's a lot of weird like sex stuff that happens in the show. And that happens in the book too. So this is just something about this series. Um, the show is way better than the book. We were read we were watching the show and my husband kept saying, like, I bet these are I think bet these were books, and I bet the books are really good. And so then I looked it up and oh, yep, he was right. They're books. So I'm like, oh, cool, I'm gonna read them. And I read them and I was like, what the fuck am I reading? It talks about weird animals. There's all this animal sex. There's all this like weird stuff, and it was not enjoyable. And I did see that the second and third books are better than the first book. So again, maybe this is something that can go on that future list at some point when I have nothing else to read and I've worked my way through the whole alphabet in the library and I want to go back and read this shit. Maybe I'll try to read the second book. I don't know, but it just wasn't good. It was just weird. And we're already watching the show and the show is kind of weird, but the show is good enough that you can like enjoy it once you get through. Also like super, super random note. 
Um, the song Take Me On by AHA is done in the show in like season four. It's like a very emotional scene and it's very slow and I am now obsessed with it and it's so, I can't even tell you how good that song is as like a slow song and as like a, as like a someone died kind of song. It's just like so emotional and it's normally like the super obnoxious like take on me me, 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 me." it's just like fucking annoying but like when it's like slowed down and it's like oh my gosh I cry every time anyway that's super off topic the show is interesting if you have nothing else to watch on Netflix I don't know if I recommend it I like a lot of the characters a lot of the characters I also don't like it's just a it's a toss-up it's a weird show um So the book, not super great. But anyway, Magic for Liars is similar to if you put The Magicians and Harry Potter and a detective show all in one. They do magic the same way that The Magicians do magic. It's less, it's not like wand waving. It's more like hand gestures, which is kind of weird. But um, basically, I'm pretty sure there's like, there's someone that dies and it's this whole like, trying to figure out, it's this there are people that can do magic and there are people that can't do magic. And this woman who can't do magic has a sister that can do magic and she works at a school that's kind of like Hogwarts. It's kind of like a boarding school. And um, she goes to like try to help figure out this like case. And it's just interesting. I don't know. It's not like the best thing I've ever read. It's not like, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like good. It's pretty good. Um... I also read Normal People by Sally Rooney, and this is my Normal People Awakening. If you haven't read Normal People, then you clearly didn't listen to my podcasts about Normal People with my husband, because those, like, that show is so heartbreaking, and the book is so heartbreaking, and I definitely feel like the book was very divided. Either people absolutely loved it, or people absolutely hated it, and I think the people that hated it have never been in a sort of toxic relationship or like a friends with benefits relationship or like some sort of relationship where you're not being true about how you feel and you're just like getting through I don't know I absolutely loved the book I absolutely loved the book I loved the show um I want to reread the book because it's been about a year now since I read it and, um, I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's really, really good. So I think you should definitely add that to your list. So two books that are kind of similar, um, Someone We Know by Sherry Lapina and then Watching You by Lisa Jewell. Um, Watching You, I listened to as an audiobook, and I remember it being very entertaining. It's told from like a lot of different points of views. And then other than that, I don't really remember what happens, but I remember it was good. Um, I remember there's some things that happen where you're like, oh my gosh, what, what, what? And like, um, so I definitely, I definitely recommend that book. And then Someone or Someone We Know um, by Sherry Lapina. I've now read, I read two of her books. I read that book and I read um, The Couple Next Door. And then this year I read another one of her books. I think I actually just read it and so I haven't even talked about it yet. But 
I really like Sherry Lapina's writing. She, it is so fucking snappy and fast and like before, in like the chapters and like whatever. And like, before you know it, you're like halfway through and you're like, holy shit. Like I just sat down, like what's going on. It's like one of those books that you just can stay up until four o'clock in the morning reading because you're just like flying through and you just want to know what happens. They're so good. There's a weird thing that happens in all of her books so far. I've read three of her books and all three of them. There's one thing that happens that I'm like, why does this have to happen in all of your books? It's a little weird. Um, the couple next door I felt like was kind of predictable. It was kind of obvious. I didn't really like it. I know that that was like a cult classic. It was like everybody liked it, but not me. I think that someone we know was a lot better. Um, I thought it was a lot more interesting and entertaining and, um, I definitely recommend that one as well. It's like a fun thriller to read. And then the one that I read this year is actually my favorite of the three. So you'll have to stay tuned for my July podcast to hear about that. So I really like the show Riverdale. Um, it's super cheesy, super corny, but I'm obsessed. It's been a while since there has been a good show that is like high school teeny boppers you know fucking around whatever cw kind of show it's been a while um i would say vampire diaries maybe is the last one so you know it's been a minute so i really like the river um i really like riverdale (laughs) i was gonna say i really really uh whatever anyway um i absolutely don't like kj appa and i don't like archie um i could you know, give or take Veronica. I, I actually do. Actually, I do like her. Um, she's fancy. But um, the the best part about the whole show is um, Betty and Jughead, uh, Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse, which I'm pretty sure they just broke up, which is heartbreaking. Um, but they're definitely the best part. And I also am obsessed with Madeline. Um, what's her last name? Madeline I forgot her name. The girl who plays Cheryl Blossom. She is like the bomb.com and I fucking love her. She's dynamite. She is the fucking best. So, um, I really, really like, and I also like the girl who plays, uh, what's her name? Teddy? Is that her name? Um, Cheryl's girlfriend. What's her name? I forgot what her name is, but her name in real life is like, I don't know. You know what? None of this is important. I like the show Riverdale, okay? It's super cheesy, super far-fetched. They did a whole uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, scene. Like, um, their whole, like, third series was about Dungeons & Dragons, and it was off the wall and totally unnecessary. But you know what? It's a good show. I really like it. And that's all there is to it. Um, so there's this sh- this book called Riverdale the Day Before by Mikkel Ostal. Osto, um, and it's basically the day before Riverdale starts. So Riverdale starts with like Veronica coming to town and blah, blah, blah. Like Archie's in this relationship with his teacher and Betty's dealing with shit and Jughead's dealing with shit and it's like whatever. And it's, so it's like, it's, um, the day before that first episode. And I think it's just interesting. It's obviously like, it's like fan fiction and it's just like what somebody thinks happens, but it, it flawlessly, I feel like tells the story and like, just like adds more to the story. So I just thought it was fun. It was quick. It was like really short. It wasn't very long. Um, and it was just, you know, it was just good fun. Um, I also read one day in December by Josie Silver. I, put off reading this book for a really long time and I'm not sure why but 
Um, it was really good. I absolutely hated the protagonist. Like, the main character was fucking terrible. But the book was really good. It's basically like this, um, I think it's like, again, I, I told you I don't remember anything that happened in these books. Um, this girl meets or sees this guy from like a train window or something and she like falls in love with him and she's like oh my god like he's my soulmate and like they both like look at each other and just like have this like instant like love at first sight sort of situation but then she like doesn't see him again and then the next time she sees him he's dating her friend like mm, great you know what I mean um so it's really really good it um it kind of is similar to um five years, five years, is that what that book's called? That book was fucking awful. Um, it's kind of similar to that, sort of, but way better, um, and I know that Josie Silver has written other birds, other books. She wrote the Two Lives of Lydia Bird book that I DNF'd, um, which I could maybe come back to, I don't know, because I do like her writing. I just don't exactly love her books, so I don't know, um, but it was good, and then, I also read Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Um, I read this with the little boy I was standing for, and um, it was good. I had this book for a long time, and I hadn't read it, and I don't know why I hadn't read it, but I hadn't read it, and it was super, super good. Um, I then, this year, read the second book, and I DNF'd it because it was, like, the same setup, story, everything. It was, like, you know, they go on a quest, they have monsters, blah, 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 like, whatever, like, that was kind of boring to me, but the first book was really good, I really liked it, um, there's, like, this part where it takes place in St. Louis, which I thought was really cool, it's, they're at the Arch, I think that's really fun, I think all of the ways that they make, I love Greek mythology, love Greek mythology, and I love when books make modern day Greek mythology, like, they, have Greek gods in modern day settings. That is my fucking favorite. So this book was like super good, even though it's like, you know, more of a kid's book. It was still super, super good. I definitely loved this book. Um, and I wish I liked the rest of them because I think it's a fairly long series, but you know, it's whatever. It's fine. I also read The Testaments by Margaret Atwood, and this is the sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. First of all, I remember when I first watched Gossip Girl, there is an episode called The Handmaid's Tale, okay? And it's like, she's her handmaid. She like, you know, Jenny was her handmaid. She was like running all these errands for her just so that she could go to this party and blah, 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 whatever. It's like one of the first episodes on Gossip Girl. So I always felt like The Handmaid's Tale was a book written a long, long, long time ago because I felt like Gossip Girl was named after like books or movies or whatever and I felt like because like I felt like it was really old so then um in one of my literature classes we talked about Margaret Atwood and we talked about like a poem I think a poem she did called The Siren and then um we talked about The Handmaid's Tale and other books and stuff and I was like wait a minute Margaret Atwood's still alive? I was like, I thought she wrote this book like a long ass time ago. And then like I'd seen the cover. It's like this red book and it's like just got a handmaid on it. And so I, and I had no idea what this book was about. I thought it was about a handmaid, like someone in like medieval times who's like, you know, taking care of the princess or something. Like that's what I thought it was about. So 
then I like look into it and it's like she wrote this book in like the 80s and I'm like what the fuck and then the Handmaid's Tale show comes out and I was like holy shit I gotta read this book so I read the book I think I read the book after I'd already seen the first the first season and the book ends very abruptly so you have no idea what happens okay like it does not tell you anything I don't even think it ends where like the first season ends it ends like earlier than that so you really don't even know what's going on and it's just so wild she was like way ahead of her time writing this fucking book because dear god with everything happened with happening with fucking birth control and planned parenthoods and the fucking government being fucking crazy people um the handmaid's tale is not that far-fetched okay i'm just gonna say it's not it's really not and it's so amazing to me that there are people that watch that show that are just like oh my gosh that's terrible but then they're like yeah let's close down all the planned parenthoods like what the fuck are you talking about um so it's it's a little close to home it's a little difficult to watch the handmaid's tale and i hope that any girl listening also agrees with me it's just like slightly difficult to watch the show and not be like terrified absolutely fucking terrified for your life like it's kind of scary um but it's still a fucking phenomenal show so i really like the show the book's really good even though and the book is pretty much the same as the show like it's very very similar they did a very good job um like descriptions are very similar like everything it's just very very similar um and it was so wild to me that she wrote it in the 80s because her view of technology is so interesting because like technology was way different in the 80s than it is than it was in the 90s than it was in the 2000s than it is today you know technology is so different um but like her view of like well, we're going to have these advancements in technology, but then we're going to scale back and because it's going to be like this like dystopian, is it dystopian or utopian? Dystopian um, sort of society and like whatever. So it was just, it's, it was just so interesting to read this book and be like, whoa, whoa, like mind blown. So anyway, Handmaid's Tale, great book, real easy read. You should read it. Then she wrote the Testaments, and it seems like she went with the show. She went with some of the things that happened in the show, and um, she wrote the Testaments as uh, something that happens in the future, like way, way, way after the show. Like um, her daughter, well, daughters, she's got two. Her daughters are like, you know, young adults at this point, so it's it's flash forwarded into the future. Um, and Aunt Lydia is kind of a bridge between the two daughters, and it was just a very good book. Like, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of, like, giving stuff away, but I'm not really, because, like, there's not a lot that happens in the book. The book is really long, and it's kind of slow, but it's also, like, super fast. Like, it's, like, like, everything happens, like, really fast. So, it's super, super good. If for some reason you haven't read it, um, you should definitely read it, and, um, I don't know. It was very good. I don't see it as a book that you would read more than once because it's kind of like you get the information out of it and then it's like, well, okay. I don't know. And I say that as someone who reads books over and over again. I feel like it's just like a book that you read it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then that's it. So, you know, just, I mean, you're, you're going to like it, but then you're, you're never going to read it again. So back when I was trying to be a bookstagrammer last year, um, I was trying to read certain books at certain times because that's what all the bookstagrammers do. They read, um, you know, spooky fall books in October. They read Christmas books in December, um, that sort of thing. 
So I wanted to read Practical Magic. I didn't know Practical Magic was a book. Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. Um, the movie Practical Magic with Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman. You know what I'm talking about. I didn't know it was a book. So that was kind of floating around in October. And I was like, oh my gosh, perfect. Because my dumbass checked out like Frankenstein and fucking Dracula. Or like I, Carrie. I was checking out all these books around Halloween. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'm going to get in the mood. And I don't do scary stuff. I don't know what I thought I was doing. I do not do scary stuff. So those books went right back to the library. So I was like, practical magic. It's just about witches. I can get down with this. So I read it. I adored the book. The book, it's been a long time. It's been a very long time since I've seen the movie, okay? The book was different from the movie. Um, it goes like way more in in depth and it talks about their life a lot more before they're adults I feel like and um kind of her life when she like kind of gets out on her own Sandra Bullock's character the book was still it was very very good I really liked the book and um and then after I read the book I rented the movie and I watched the movie and it just it just all made sense that's what I'm saying this is where this comes from where it's like the movie's never more than likely going to be as good as the book. But if you read the book first, you can watch the movie and you can just magically fill in all of the blanks in the movie. Like, they don't have to include every single scene that's in the book. They just, they can go from A to C, but you read the book so you know what happens in B. And it's just like, it's totally fine. I would definitely reread Practical Magic. I would even maybe go so far as to say I would own Practical Magic. Like, I will go and buy it. Because it was very good. And I like that it's like witchy and like whatever. I don't get super into like October and Halloween. I'm not a fall bitch. But I do like the spooky vibes sometimes. I like the witches. I like, you know, I like stuff like that. So um, I I may buy this book at some point And I may hold on to it. Because I think it's fun. I think it's a fun book. I think it would be a fun book to read if you have a daughter. Like, I think it could be a fun book for you to read when she's, like, a little bit older and just, like, because it's just, like, it talks about, like, when they're girls and it's, like, there's a lot of, like, girl sisterhood stuff that happens and I don't know. I think it's kind of, like, a cute book. You could read it with your daughter because obviously it's, like, not real. It's just, like, you know, they're witches. It's not real. It's whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just think it's kind of, I don't know. I kind of like it. I think it's kind of, kind of spooky vibes and I'm kind of down for it. Um... And then the last book that I read is uh, Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. I have never read this. I think I've maybe attempted it before, but I didn't. It's not very big, so I don't know why. But um, I read this in December because it was like trying to get into that mood, like I said. And um, I have a big issue with the people of the world that treat Scrooge like a dick. Um, everybody is always like, don't be a Scrooge. And every like, I feel like Ebenezer Scrooge gets a really bad rap. And I am here to tell you this man just wanted to be left alone. Like, yes, he was kind of greedy. Yes, he liked money. Yes, he, you know, didn't really make conversations with all the people walking by. But like, he just wanted to be left alone. Like he went through some shit. He lost like the love of his life. Like he had gone through some shit. And it was just like one thing after another after another. And he was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Like I just want to be alone. And I don't think that's bad. So I think that everybody is way too harsh on him. And it was kind of making me upset. But 
it ends out okay, obviously, because he sees the light and blah, blah, blah. We all know how Christmas Carol works. But if you've never read it, I think you should read it because it's a little frustrating the way that people treat him. And it, it made me very sad for him. And, um, I don't know. I think it's like a good, it's like a classic. It's a Christmas thing. You could totally read it like on Christmas Day, the whole day. I'm pretty sure my husband said that his mom used to read this book like every Christmas for them, like, because it's not very long, so you could totally read it in, like, a day, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's another one of those, it's kind of, kind of similar to Practical Magic, I think I could get it, and I could read it, and I could keep it, and it's just a book that you have, and I think it's a book worth buying, I, I think I would, I think I could do it. Okay, so I hate that I am gonna end on a bad note, but now I'm gonna talk about the books I didn't like, there's only a couple, um, I read Baby Teeth by Joe Zoja Sage Zoja Sage I think Zoji Sage I'm not sure how you say that look up baby teeth book it'll come up um I didn't dislike this book this book was fucking bizarre um there were all of these crazy wild super like events that happened throughout the book okay but then every single thing in between was so so boring so there's like all this like oh my gosh like super like heightened like moments where you're just like holy shit and then so boring and then like super heightened moment and then super boring and it would oh like I wish all of that shit was cut out and it was just like one long book of like heightened anxiety because the the like super big like moments were so good so if you can get through all of that bullshit this book is actually entertaining it's like so fucking creepy especially if you have a child or if you work with children like I do it is like oof but if you can get through all the bullshit it's definitely entertaining so you know I don't know what to tell you about it but then um I also have two books that I wanted to mention that I didn't finish and I know I went through a lot of books last year towards the end of the year where I was like fuck it like just fuck it like I was like I don't want to read this shit I'm tired and that's when I kind of was kind of getting to this epiphany where I was like if I don't want to read something I don't have to read it like I don't force myself to read books I don't like and so I was kind of doing that where I was like just putting down book putting it down a book putting and I kept doing it back to back to back and so I know there were a lot of books that I tried to read last year that I didn't keep on reading um, actually one just popped into my head. I tried to read The Kissing Booth, which is a Netflix movie. The Netflix, the Netflix movie is mwah, chef's kiss. I love it so much. It's so heartwarming and you just love everything about it. It's like the perfect little Netflix movie. The book was straight garbage. Um, I could not even get through like a chapter because of the way that like she just sounded so immature and stupid, which she kind of is in the movie. But it was really bad in the book. Um, there's about to be a Kissing Booth 2 on Netflix, if you didn't know. And I'm really excited. And I think that there's another book, too. So, I don't know. I couldn't get through the books. But anyway, I know that there are a lot of books that I put down. And I was like, fuck it, I'm not reading these. But there are only two that I can think of. One of them is Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ning. I don't know how to say her last name. N-G. I don't know how to say it. Um, I have mentioned going back and forth about reading this and I think I decided I'm not going to because I literally just read another book which I think is also a spoiler alert for my July books but I 
I think I don't like her writing. I think that she has great ideas, but I think she is so motherfucking wordy and she doesn't get to the fucking point. And I've seen a lot of people talk about how they really, really liked the show, but the book was so boring or the book drug on or the book like didn't didn't do it for them or whatever. And that's how I felt like reading the book. I was like, what the fuck? Like, come on. But then watching the movie, I was like, oh, my God, or watching the show. I was like, oh, my God, I need another episode. Like the show was fantastic if they want to do another season I am all for it um the show was wonderful if you haven't seen the show I highly recommend the show it's on Hulu Carrie Washington Joshua Jackson Reese Witherspoon Mm, it was amazing also there's like an episode where they do a flashback of all of them at younger ages and that episode is brilliant I don't know who the actress is that plays Carrie Washington as a young like a young person but she phenomenal she looked like Carrie Washington she talked like Carrie Washington her face mannerisms were like Carrie Washington and then um I Anna Sophia Robb was Reese Witherspoon's younger person and she also did a good job but not as good as the little girl who played Carrie Washington she was fucking great and then there's a guy that did Joshua Jackson and he he was all right but um that show was fabulous anything that Reese Witherspoon fucking touches I feel like is great she is the one with the production company that adapts books into tv shows and I am here for it anyway I didn't like the book um it was very very slow and it never got to the point and I just think I don't like her writing and I think that's unfortunate because I love that she's getting such success with her books um as a person of color but I just don't I don't like it um, another book, which I forgot who the author is and I have it written down somewhere, but I don't know. It was Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. I don't know what the point of that book is, but it was like, she was obsessed with like a rock star and that's all there was. It was just nothing. It was just a miserable, her being miserable basically was all it was. Oh my God. So boring. The height of boring. And it was like going around everywhere and it just sounds like a fun book. Eleanor Oliphant. It just sounds just sounds fun but no mm -mm, nope not good um which brings us to the creme de la creme the hill I will die on where the fucking crawdads sing by Delia Owens this book is awful okay if if you haven't heard it on every single other podcast that I have done thus far I'm going to tell you now, it's awful. It's kind of like if you mix like The Secret Life of Bees and To Kill a Mockingbird and I don't know, a couple other books. You mix them all together and this is what you get. It is this girl who lives in like not a great situation in like the 60s or earlier, I don't fucking know, Um, and her Everybody leaves, like all of her siblings leave, her mom leaves, her siblings leave. She's stuck there with her dad who's like abusive and alcoholic and all this stuff. And she basically just like raises herself, lives alone in the middle of the fucking woods by herself. And she like teaches herself to read basically. And she like writes poems and she like becomes famous. And she like, there's also this like murder that happens and you're trying to figure out who did it. And like, it's just fucking terrible okay it's super slow it's super wordy and we've already discussed I don't like books that are just like la 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 fancy imagery blah 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 just get to the point I don't like it my friend Sarah said she tried to listen to the audiobook and it just the way that they talk 
because they're so like backwoods, hillbilly, like blah, blah, blah. It's like really old and like whatever. Um, it was just really hard to get through. I am so mad. This is the, this was the catalyst for me DNFing books because I read this book and was like, I want those hours of my life back because I hated it so much. And I was like, from now on, because I knew the whole time, I'm like, this book is not getting any better. Every single chapter, it's not getting any better. This book is not getting better. What is going on? And everybody was raving about it. It was all over the place. Everybody was like, oh my God, this is the best book in the world. New York Times bestseller. Oh my God, you have to read it. It was everywhere. And I was like, if this book doesn't fucking get better. So then I'm just like, okay, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Okay, it's going to get good. It's going to get good. It doesn't get good. And so the whole time I knew I hated it. And I still forced myself to read it out of peer pressure. Because everybody in the world said it was a good book. So I, then and there, made the decision. If I don't fucking like a book, I'm not going to fucking read it. Because I I have, there is a whole library of books waiting for me. There are all of these books that nobody talks about that are just out there living and breathing and just waiting to be picked up. And I, doing this stupid little walk through the library thing, I have come across those kind of books where it's like, why is nobody talking about this book? This book is amazing. And then there are books like Where the Crawdads Sing that are just terrible. So again, sorry to end on a awful note, but I really just, I just, I don't know. And I know that there are so many people that like this book and that is your prerogative. You do you. You are entitled to your wrong opinion. Okay? Okay. My mom really liked this book. Um, I, I can't really figure out why. Um... I need to talk to my grandma and see if she accidentally dropped my mom when she was a baby. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding, mom. I love you. Um, we don't always have the same taste. Um, we have we have very similar tastes, but we don't always have the same exact taste. And sometimes our tastes kind of split. And like that happens with like TV shows. Like we we like a lot of the same shows. We like a lot of the same movies. But then somewhere something splits and like we both go in two different directions and we both are very firm on those directions and I'm like how can you not like this like what are you doing and she's like how can you not like this and like it's just weird that we are very very similar and we have very similar interests but then for some reason there's like a fork in the road some at some point and like we go two separate directions so she liked this book for whatever reason, um, I just I can't I can't get I can't get behind it. This is my worst book hands down ever in the history of the world. Um, anytime that I can bring it up, I'm going to because I just it's just quite a waste of my life, honestly, to read this book. So again, I will say I love the cover, this beautiful coral cover. It is I mean what. What a trickster Delia Owens is putting out this beautiful cover and getting people to pick up this book because the cover is so nice. That's what she did. That's how she sold it. I'm convinced. Um, I apologize if you like this book and I'm hating on it and I will continue to hate on it in every single podcast. And if Delia Owens somehow listens to this podcast, I'm really sorry. I'm sure you're a wonderful person and you're great at writing. Like you are great at writing. You 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 can put all the words out there and it turns a beautiful story, but I just I can't. I can't get behind it and I'm really sorry. Except I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry if it's offensive. I am sorry about that, but I'm really not sorry.
So those are the most memorable books from 2019. I'll probably at some point do 2018, 2017, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sorry if you're like, bitch, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to hear about these books anymore. I don't know, but that's what this podcast is. It's just basically me talking about books. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I think that my tastes have grown up a little bit and obviously this year, especially I'm trying to be more inclusive and I'm trying to read like more variety and branch out and things like that. So I think that there's a definite change in my taste from the first year I started recording the books that I wrote, like writing down the books that I read to now. I think there's a a definite difference and hopefully that continues to happen. Hopefully next year I'm even more inclusive and I'm reading smart girl books and I'm reading nonfiction books and I'm just wowing people with my knowledge. Like that is the goal. But if it's 2025 and I'm still reading young adult books, what can you do? You like what you like. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully this gave you some cool, fun ideas to add to your TBR. Um, I'm really sorry if I just made it harder for you and I just gave you too many to add because I know that feeling. Um, I will never get through my to be read list. It just will never happen. And that is one of the worst feelings in the world, I think maybe, but you know, um, hopefully this was helpful or hopefully it was entertaining or hopefully you got at least some good recommendations. If you haven't already heard about these books before, I'm going to keep trying to knock off books of my pop sugar list and my TBR list and things like that and keep working my way through the library. And maybe one day I will get to the letter B, you know? So until then, ciao.